0: welcome back to the island jay sahoda bala another great episode coming your way we will recap week 14 in the nfl it was a good one a few overtime thrillers the rams beat the cardinals on monday night a lot of headlines the kansas city chiefs have won six straight a lot to get to there, and we will look ahead to Week 15 as well and look through the NFL playoff standings. We'll also get to some NBA news as well. The Cleveland Cavaliers are red hot in the East. Steph Curry has become the all-time three-point leader. And is Russell Westbrook really on the trade block for the Lakers? We'll get, we'll get to all of that on this episode, so make sure to stay tuned and keep a lock, And don't forget to give Baller Island a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.
1: And Welcome back to the island. The boys are back. Another Tuesday. We're getting this going. Jay, how's it going?
0: What's going on, B? This is another great episode. Playoffs are heating up, or the playoff picture, rather. The NFL is heating up. Some basketball stuff we're going to get to here. Can't wait, can't wait. Keep it locked. It's going to be a good episode.
1: Hell yeah, man. And today, we're recording a little bit later. History's been made in the NBA. Steph Curry, surprise, surprise. We all knew this was gonna come eventually. All time leader in threes, right? Took him a little longer than we thought. There was one time, you know, yeah, he was 16 threes away. It's like I'm gonna try and do it in one game. Took him like four games basically after that. Did it today at MSG. Chills for that.
0: It's fitting how how we got it at MSG, eh? Like I didn't even I didn't even realize that until I looked at the squad and realized they were playing the Knicks, but I was like, that's so fitting that I love when and it happens often, eh? It's not like it happens once in a blue moon. It feels like a lot of no. these records for some weird reason always seem to happen at Madison Square Garden. But I find that kind of cool. But I mean, yeah, what what else is new, man? Steph is Steph is Steph. Like he's much he's must watch TV these days. I mean, last year he was too. But I mean it's it's just great stuff. I mean, congratulations to him. Much deserved. I think a lot people have been talking about this for many years now, that Steph is one of, if not the greatest, shooter you know, to play this sport. And he just keeps, Easily. he keeps proving it that man. He guys, guys, just outstanding. So much fun to watch. And honestly, I, I mean, Christmas is coming up, man. So we got the Christmas sleigh. We'll talk about a little bit more in depthly next week of that. But I didn't realize Warriors were playing the Suns, man. That That's a great Christmas matchup right there.
1: Already the third time they're going to play each other. Um, This is, uh to me though, this, you know, the three-point record, I remember so vividly when Ray Allen broke the three-point record like, so vividly. I think it was maybe, like, 2009 or 10. He was on the Celtics. And it was, like, a huge thing. Because if you take it in, really, Reggie Miller held that record for way longer than Ray Allen held that record, right? So it was a way bigger deal, I felt like, for Ray Allen to break the record. Because we all knew Steph was going to break it eventually. Yeah. Reggie Miller's, at one point, I mean, it's like, yo, it's been there for 20 years now. We're like, yo, is this thing ever going to be broken, right? So Ray Allen, he breaks it. And I remember because I think they were playing Charlotte the night before and Ray Allen did not shoot like a single three. Cause he's like, I don't want to break it against Charlotte because the next day they were in Boston against the Lakers matched up against Kobe and him and Kobe used to have battles in Boston against the Lakers. And it was like literally the perfect, most ideal situation for him to set a record like that. And it was ridiculous. And then that was the same thing with Steph. I mean, do you really want to break it against like Charlotte? No, you want to break it in MSG, where the history's there, add another, you know, something for the books at MSG.
0: Yeah, that's kind of funny. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I wonder if players actually take that into consideration. But it is kind of cool that it ended up that way. But yeah, that's a a great point. Yeah, your boy Ray Allen, obviously, was the one who had it before Steph. And and yeah, Reggie Miller had it for quite a bit. But yeah, no, that's it. A cool thing man and and i i mean who knows if someone's ever gonna break steph, steph's record i mean it's really really hard to see it but i mean if someone's gonna break that record they're gonna have to be a pretty damn good shooter mm-hmm. but but i mean I, I can't see it happening for a long time that's gonna be interesting to keep an eye on though for like years to come and like you know how I, I long you would think?
1: no with the game, the way the game's played bro i mean steph to me that's i was fair. just i was literally just having this conversation at work and it's ridiculous steph is one of the most influential maybe the most influential player you like in the history of the league every kid comes up now is just jacking three so i feel like absolutely in 20 years we're gonna have some like when these kids grow up there's gonna be some lights out shooters and i think yo that record's gonna be in jeopardy soon but no doubt let's go a little bit sideways on the nba somebody who cannot shoot at all is on the trade market (laughs) your boy russell westbrook
0: You, Russell Westbrook. I mean, I I find this hilarious, man. I find this so funny. It's not even it's not even Christmas yet. And we're talking about trade rumors for Russell Westbrook. I mean, my God, it didn't seem like it was two months ago when I was saying this trade's not going to work. I don't see this happening. But obviously, that's just talk like you don't see it until it happens. But the fact that this trade has pretty much been Exactly how not just me, <laughs> but you and a bunch of other people that we've talked to and other people around the basketball world, we all kind of predicted that this was going to happen. And the fact that it actually happened is just hilarious. It's hilarious to see, you, you know, you pointed it out earlier when we were talking about this. And you're like, it's going to be impossible for the Lakers to trade that contract. I absolutely agree. So it's just, it's just going to be funny to see how the Lakers go about the situation because now they might be screwed. They might be screwed into, into that contract and now you can't get rid of them because they're sitting at 15 and 13. Here's the thing. I think the Lakers got to relax a little bit. Yes, they're not looking good right now. Give us some time, man. It takes some time to, to to get hot at the right time. And it's, we're like, we haven't even hit, we're not even close to all-star break, let alone Christmas at the minute. Like, Relax a little bit, push the brakes. But I just felt when I saw that that notification, I just died, man. I'm like, this is priceless. The fact that we're talking about trade rumors for Russell Westbrook and it's not a week before Christmas. Oh man, pure
1: comedy. I mean, did you do you really know do you know anybody that you've talked to that's like, yo, watch out for Westbrook on the like, did you know anybody that was for the trade? Because I Um,
0: I don't. And unless you're one of those people who just doesn't watch ball very much and you just know the star players, are you gonna believe that this is actually gonna work? But more of the people, I I haven't heard that take at all. Honestly, every person that I've talked about that trades, like I doubt this is gonna work, and that's exactly and what's
1: happened. That's why I was so surprised they made it, and we were like, we talked about this literally so many times, like everywhere you could imagine. We talked about this, we're like how is, like this is literally the most anti-LeBron teammate to have. Somebody who's ball dominant, right? Takes the ball away from LeBron, who's a playmaker, but is like makes just stupid decisions and can't shoot, can't space the floor. And just like in the last two minutes of the game, you don't want this dude on the floor. like. And then you add in the fact, you talked about the contract, like the NBA, right? You, you can only trade a big contract like this for another big contract. They have to be matchable, right? Who, who has the biggest contract in the league? I think he has my league. And I think the biggest that, that the same dude that's matchable is John Wall. Like, do, is John? You're gonna trade Russell Westbrook for John Wall straight up. John Wall hasn't played in three years. I mean, <laughs> it's honestly like there's no options. And I'm so happy. Like I, to me, like you. I was talking about this the other day, and I was like, you gave up all those solid role pieces. First of all, Frank Vogel is a great defensive coach, right? The part of the reason the Lakers are struggling because they got no more people on defense on those swing positions right kcp you know guys like that that are on the wing so would you rather have kcp kuzma you know uh harrell who's balling right now in washington and then even the money that you could have afforded to keep caruso who caruso's leading the league in steals right now caruso's balling out in chicago you would have been able to keep him and all, all that money's going to russell westbrook i just find it hilarious and think
0: about it, Uh, a handful of those guys, they traded to Washington, and the Wizards are sitting in the exact same spot the Lakers are. Wizards are 15 and 13 in the 7th spot in the East. Lakers are 15 and 13, sitting in the 6th seed in the West. I mean, it, it, it makes no difference, right? You traded up all those players for Russell Westbrook, and yet, you're sitting in the exact same position the Washington Wizards are, and the Washington Wizards don't even have, like, that guy. I mean, sure, you want to call Bradley Beal that guy, you can, but You know, he's not a guy like LeBron, like you know everything centered around. We saw it, we
1: saw it when basically if you flip LeBron and A D for Brad championship team. Like we literally saw it.
0: Yeah, yeah, they (laughs) they they won the whole thing, exactly. That's I don't know, man. I just I find that whole thing hilarious. It it really is something to watch. But I mean, speaking of standings, I mean I think everything kind of so far looks, you know, not too surprising, but the one big surprise, especially a late the Cavs, man, seventeen and twelve, sitting in fourth place in the East, easily the surprise so far in the NBA.
1: Bro, I've been low, like with this, and I told you I removed myself emotionally. From this team and all year from the jump, because I'm sorry, if, I know your boy Scotty Barnes have been balling, but Mobley, rookie of the year, hands down, it's not even a question.
0: Nah, Mobley's been your guy, like since since and, the draft, you've been talking and, him up the most,
1: and. This is without Collin Sexton, who's now out for the year. Darius Garland is looking like he might win most improved player of the year. Um, they're just – so they were winning all these games. Mobley gets hurt. They start losing all these games. Mobley comes back. They're 30-30. They're just 30-piecing teams, like left, right, and center. I don't. It's, like, honestly ridiculous. And he'll finish the game sometimes. I'll check the score sheet. They win the game against Miami by 30, and he only had four points. And I'm like, wait, What? But well, you can't just check the score sheet with this dude. Like it's like the impact is ridiculous. This team is actually fun to watch.
0: It's it, I mean, I haven't got a chance to actually watch them properly yet, but just judging off of yesterday's game by beating the Heat, that's impressive. And you're right, Evan Mobley, I've taken a glance at his stat sheet. The guy's balling. It's not like he's just doing, you know, a little bit here and there. No, he's balling. Like he's putting up numbers on a nightly basis. The Cavaliers, this has been a very, very impressive thing. Cause like you mentioned, like, this is a young team. It's a young team. And then you're just planting Kevin Love and Ricky Rubio there to play with some of these young. And then Jared Allen, who we were in the off season, we were like, damn, like he got paid this massive contract. Why would you do that? And yet <laughs> he's, he's out balling there. balling out
1: there too. He's exactly. Balling.
0: That's what I'm saying. He's out there balling too. So it's not even like it's one or the other. Everyone's playing a part. Garland's looking good. Okoro's looking good. Like the, the Cavs are decent. I haven't had a chance to watch them up close yet, but I know eventually, I, I probably will. I think they, they play the Raps in a few weeks. It'll be interesting to see to see that, but you're yeah, your boy Evan is looking like the lead dog for rookie of the year right now.
1: And we were talking um, on the Hoop Talk podcast when when the whole off season thing, we were like, first of all, we were dissing the Rubio thing. We're like, what what is this? Yeah, I, yeah, like I, it made I, no we're, sense. We're like, what? Why would you do Rubio? Rubio is just g- going crazy right now. I like I, I'm surprised how much he's scoring because he's always never been that guy. Then we're like, you're gonna pay Jared Allen. Tw- 30 mil a year, whatever they paid him, 25 mil a year and draft Evan Mobley and trade for Lowry Marketing and still have Kevin Love on your roster. Like that's like four bigs right there. We we're like, yo, what is this like 2K team you're building? And is, I mean, that team is playing hard. They're playing fast. They're playing. They're just play, they're just a fun team. They got a nice energy. And then, like, you know, I love these teams that are like they're young. Nobody expects anything from them. And I, I keep, I always say this, you play hard, you're going to win an extra 20 games a year and this team's doing it. It's fun to watch.
0: This got to be the first time ever that the Cleveland Cavaliers have a better record than a LeBron James led team. <laughs> I think I think this might Wait actually be second. the first
1: I think this actually might be the first time. uh uh-huh, yeah 100% you're you're definitely that's that's, that, definitely a stat. that's that's
0: that's that's hilarious.
1: That's funny. That's funny. That stuff. is
0: that is funny cuz usually right when LeBron left as Cleveland, soon as he left they're yeah, garbage. Yeah. They went right down to the gutter and they had a record looking like the Pistons right now at 4 and 22. That was what the Cavs are and now it's, it's just looking at the standings. I just took that in. I'm like Wait a minute, the Lakers are fifteen and thirteen. The Cavs are seventeen. The Cavs are seventeen and twelve. You, like, you, think,
1: you think LeBron's I mean LeBron's contract's up in like a year or something. You think he's looking over his shoulder? He's like, <laughs> I, can, I can I can ditch this dumpster nah, fire in LA.
0: I would I, I finish would. the
1: career out in Cleveland? I mean, I, you know, hold on, hold on. That doesn't sound bad. Finish the career out in Cleveland. He's like, Yo, I don't have to deal with Westbrook or AD because I know he's sick with eighty's BS too now. I mean
0: oh man i mean it's it's funny to to think about that and talk about that and yeah it would be a nice way to end your career but uh, lebron's done that one too many times i just don't think it would be (laughs) would
1: you be surprised though i honestly i wouldn't
0: i wouldn't be surprised but it would make me look at him a little different that's for sure but man (laughs) that that, that's (laughs) something else but um, I mean, I mean, one more tip, but I mean, I guess this isn't even an NBA thing, but even in the NFL, as we, we move over to, to the gridiron in a bit, but it seems like everybody these days, like, I don't know what that was going on in the last week and a half. Like, like, guys, let's get it together. Like, everybody's landed on the COVID list. Like, what's going on here? Giannis was the next culprit. Harden's on there. Odell's well, the, on
1: there. Like, and the NBA started postponing the games. The Bulls at one point well they just got their game postponed but they've been trying to get the nba to postpone the games because i was looking at their they had literally one dude like in their whole rotation that was actually playing oh every the whole the whole they had t- 11 guys out with covid oh 11 Jesus. guys and they went the nba wasn't postponing i was looking at I'm like i see antonio breaking it. i'm like yo this is like <laughs> a starting he was starting in the lineup i'm like yo this is like a g league starting lineup right now this is it was ridiculous
0: yeah, basically, and it's kind of just a, a friendly reminder that it's it, that it's still there and you still got to manage that, and Giannis was the next culprit of the two, and, and the Bucs are just getting their shit together, and now all of a sudden they lose Middleton to an injury, and now they lose Giannis to the COVID list. So mm. I don't know, man, definitely in both, NBA and especially NFL. NBA is still early in the season, but NFL, and this, this, this is going to be a factor now. We're heading into week 15. Like This is what the playoff picture's heating up.
1: Yep. And uh, I think they were saying there's a, a list of teams that went virtual today in the NFL too. No. Yep.
0: Yeah, there were a lot went there. The Rams were one of them. I think Browns. the Browns as well. Yeah. Yep, were another one. It's a, I mean, good God. I mean, it's a, it's a. It's a bit of a mess. But I mean, again, it's just a. It's a reminder that you you got to be able to to navigate this nonsense too. And the playoffs are coming up, man. You got to be smart. Got to be smart. Got to take care of stuff here because the, the, the Rams just came off a huge win. And now, the, and now they just lost a bunch of these guys. So be interesting to see how teams navigate this down the stretch here. And speaking of down the stretch, let's get to the gridiron. Let's go. Let's do it. Week 14, this was, uh, I mean, this was wild. A lot of great things here. But, I mean, the, the late slate was wild at the 425 games. The Bucks and Bills went to overtime. And my Niners and Bengals went to overtime. I mean, Jesus, this was hard trying to keep up with both of these games. Yeah, they
1: were yeah.
0: wild, wild endings. We'll start with Tampa and Buffalo. The Bucks beat the Bills 33-27 in overtime. The bad news here for Buffalo, they lost. They needed this win. Tom Brady beats them for what seems like the 500th time in heartbreaking fashion. And even worse, Josh Allen is day-to-day with a foot injury. What are your takeaways from this one?
1: Well, you know what? Did you hear what Tom Brady's record is against Buffalo?
0: Oh, it's ridiculous. Was it like 31 and 2 or something like that?
1: 33 and 3. Oh, Lord. That is actually ridiculous. And like Buffalo, like, was like decently, like, they always played the Patriots tough, I thought. But I mean, they only lost three times. That's ridiculous. I was so happy when I checked the score and it was like 24 to 3 in this game. And I was like, yo, they're broken. They're actually broken. But they showed a little bit of fight in this game. And I was actually pretty impressed with it.
0: They found life. They did. And I do give Buffalo a lot of credit. They got blown out in this game. It's, I think we're it's, sitting it's here talking wrap. about it. it's over. Yeah, it's it's, it's over. And we were talking about and it I'm last still, week. Right? I we're still
1: kind of am almost. I, I'm still right there, honestly.
0: It's close. Yeah, it's close. I mean, they're sitting at the seven seed. It's it's not at seven and six. It's tough. And you got a handful of teams that are sitting at seven and six right there. So you, you just put yourself in a really, really tough situation there for Buffalo. But more importantly, I think the fact that they came back and they fought back, it's why I'm not counting out the Bills just yet. My problem with Buffalo is, do I think they can compete? Absolutely. They showed it on Sunday. My problem with them is, for the love of God, this, is, this I thought was just ridiculous. When I looked at my phone, I was in the Niners game. I wasn't watching too much of the Bills game. When I look at my phone and I see the stat that the only person who ran the football for the Buffalo Bills in the first half was their quarterback— I was like, you have got to be serious right now. Mm -hmm. You're coming off of a game where you just got your ass handed to you by solely running the football. And you know that that's what everybody knows. Everybody in Western New York was talking about it after the game. We got to run the football. Matt Breida was phenomenal with the Niners. when he. You can give him the rock, and he's shown some life. Devin Singletary's not that bad either. And Zach Moss, he's okay. Probably the third best on the depth chart, but he's not bad either. Feed them the rock. Get Josh Allen some time. Relieve them. Because look, now Josh Allen's here. What are you going to do now? Now Josh Allen's got to play on an injured foot. He's going to do it because he's a tough guy. The Bills can't run the football. And that to me is the real reason why I'm not not putting the Bills in that conversation of can they win a Super Bowl? They're capable of it. But I don't see them being there because they can't run the football. And they showed it again in this game. By the time they started running the football, they were down by 21 points. You can't do that. You got to run with. You got to. Run the football when you're up, not down. That just makes no sense. And Brian Zabel, once again, just proves my point. He is the problem in Buffalo. Now, McDermott, not Allen, not anybody else. He is the problem with the Buffalo build? And that defense, too, did not look good in that first half, though.
1: Well, they lost their corner, and we knew that was, it was, it was going to be tough. Oh, yeah, Trey
0: that. White. Trey. Yeah. That, that is something to acknowledge, B. You're right.
1: Last week, we, didn't, we hardly even talked about it. Because he wasn't needed in that game.
0: No, that's, that, that is completely fair. But losing Tredavious White is a big deal. Tredavious White's one of the best corners in all of football. That's it. That is a loss. That's not to be just, you know, push it to the side. That's a big loss there.
1: Well, so here's the thing, What I took away from this, right? So, Patriots run on you. They throw the ball three times. You come out in the first half. And look, Tampa's run defense is really good, right? Yes. Teams don't normally run on Tampa's defense. Tampa's secondary is hella banged up, right? They were playing Richard Sherman at safety, right? <laughs> oh my god. That, that that's
0: where we're at now. Sure. So Sherm Sherm's playing safety. That's oh, what it is. No.
1: So, so I don't blame them for not. I mean, Josh Allen did not hand off the ball one time in the first half. They did a reverse Belichick in the first half. And I don't blame them for that because you're attacking what you see as the weakness. But I find I and I think you're you're on the other side here, but you're talking, I actually think they need to run Josh Allen because I think when they spread it out and he's actually a threat as a runner, like he hasn't been a threat as a runner since early when he wasn't this elite of a passer, you combine his, his athleticism and now and you just spread it out, empty backfield and let him take off if he needs to. I think that just opens up everything.
0: It it does. No, you're not wrong about that. They definitely need to use Josh Allen's legs. Just, he doesn't need to be the focal point, if you know what I mean. Josh Allen's, di- like, here's the difference. Lamar Jackson is a guy where, you know, his focal point, and this is him in college, too. He's a dual threat guy. He's like a, a a modern day Michael Vick, right? He can run the football like that because he's just different. Josh Allen, yes, you can do that because he's so big and strong that he can take that beating, But Josh Allen also has a cannon of an arm. Lamar Jackson does not have that kind of arm. So he relies on his legs a little more. Josh Allen can do both things. But if the Bills were to establish the run a little bit more with their other backs, then get Josh Allen involved, then get the pass. Like their offense would just become so much more dynamic than become one dimensional. And not doing any any handoff and putting that much amount on Josh Allen, I just think is not what's going to get you to a Super Bowl. You are absolutely correct, however, with this certain game, with Tampa secondary being horrific, you're absolutely bang on with that. I can totally see that. But at some point, you have to establish a run game at some point. Like, sure, in this Tampa game, that's fine. But in January, when you're playing the Titans, the Patriots, the Chiefs, they're all going to establish the run. And the Colts, too, who demolish them with the run game. They're all going to establish the run. And where's Josh Allen going to be? He's going to be sitting his ass on the bench because the other team's just going to be running the hell out of the football. That's my mm. thing. In this that's, game, I get that. But in the playoffs?
1: It's so weird because they're not, they're, uh, it's Buffalo. Like you would expect a Buffalo team to be prepared for cold weather football, and they're totally unprepared. They get punched in the mouth. They don't have a run game. And like, it's like they, teams are keeping Josh Allen off the field when they're the cold weather team. They're Buffalo. They should be the.
0: Yeah yeah no I, absolutely I totally agree here, here's my thing with Buffalo going forward they have a fairly easy schedule going forward here they got Panthers Patriots Falcons Jets they should be able to win three out of these four you got to beat the Patriots here I don't I think th- this division is now New England's to lose your Patriots are now two games up on Buffalo it is their division to lose however Buffalo can still make a statement by going into Foxborough and beating the Patriots that's me even if they don't win the division I don't care that That is still a statement game for Buffalo. They need to take that game personally, go into Foxborough and get that win, and then I think, well, so I'll start to take them seriously, but you can't go into New England and lose that game. Panthers, Falcons, Jets, yeah, you should crush them, but the Patriots, you want to have some serious momentum going into the playoffs, if you even get there, go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots. You may not win the division, but you have a chance, and Indy, if, if Indy beats your Patriots next week, then you have a chance, but I wouldn't want to rely on that, but the bills unfortunately have to rely on that going forward, but I don't know. Tough sled for the bills. The bucks have an easy, easy schedule. So there's not much to talk about there uh, going forward. That one seed is up for grabs in the NFC. We'll get to that in a bit. Uh, Niners Bengals also overtime thriller. Good God. I mean, that that definitely challenged my heart rate a little bit, but I mean, I thought that game should have been over halfway through the Niners were up 20 to six and I'm like, okay, let's, you know, step on their neck here and just call it a game. And then, We kind of just let them hang around. And I was like, okay, this is not what you want to do because the Bengals can turn things on. And they did. Jamar Chase was money. Joe Burrow was money down the stretch there. The Bengals are a good football team. But Niners came up clutch. And, man, George Kittle, that guy's a bad. George Kittle, this guy is something else. This guy went out there, balled out, came up in the clutch. Big, big dub for the Niners.
1: Yo, George Kittle, I swear. Like, he – I wish he stayed healthy, man, because, like, every time this – I swear this dude, like, last week, this week, he puts up ridiculous stat lines. Like, ridiculous stat lines. And then he just hurt all the time. People forget how good he is. But he's actually, like – he's actually a blend of – like, he's, like, a more athletic Gronk. Like, you know, in a different way. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's different. Like, Gronk's not making that catch that he just made.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That that catch was Jesus. That was that was so freaking clutch, and not even just him, man. I, everyone talks about Kittle, but I gotta give the credit, man. Brandon Ayuk was so clutch in that game. Jawan Jennings was so clutch in that game. Everyone was clutch. Jimmy G was clutch down the stretch. I mean, God, I was so ready. To, I was so ready to get pissed off at Jimmy. This guy, this man. Is what, yeah. I tell you, Jimmy. I have a love hate relationship with my guy Jimmy G. This guy almost cost us the game. If freaking Jesse Bates did not drop yeah, that, I, play
1: that's kick. what I'm
0: saying. Oh my god, man! I was not having it on, after that play. But he got bailed out. He did make some great plays down the stretch. But oh, Jimmy, man, is that guy? Listen, is just I'm something gonna ask else. You
1: this. This is the this is the thing I have with the Niners. Is i was just like. Are, are you not like every time I watch a team play, I can't take my eyes off the game because I'm like, like I'm waiting, waiting to see if Jimmy doesn't make a mistake.
0: <laughs> no, J- Jimmy always, he always does. And that's, and that's kind of what us, us Niner fans kind of. So hope you everyone. got,
1: I, I feel like you Niners fans are like, no, as he- long as Jimmy doesn't mess it up, we're good.
0: B when he doesn't turn the ball over i think we've won almost every game this year that's, that's the like, difference and for every game we've a... lost he's turned the ball over in every game we've lost except for ironically the cardinals game where we got our ass kicked
1: that is such a hard way to root for a team bro like you're just like oh my god you're the whole 3 hours you're just like okay okay we're up 20-6. to six. Just don't mess up. Just don't mess up. Just don't you, mess up. You get,
0: you get used to it. But the, but, but the thing is with, with Jimmy, and I've said this for a, a long time, is Jimmy most definitely is not the greatest quarterback. Yes, he's going to make a mistake or two. And that's why us Niner fans are always like, if Jimmy throws a pick in the first half, we're like, get, away, get your mistake, your weekly mistake out the way, and move on and let's win this game. But my thing with Garoppolo is he's he's always the same guy in the clutch. He has never, ever shied away from the big moment. He's went toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson. He's went toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Joe Burrow on Sunday. He's went toe-to-toe with everyone that he needs to win. people People keep talking shit about him, but the proof is in the pudding. Jimmy, yes, almost cost us the game, but he won us the game. And that's my thing with Garoppolo. And that's the thing why we do end up rooting for this guy is because he, does, he did get the job done, and that's all that matters in the end of things, and Jimmy down the stretch, when he needs to make plays, he does it. He got a little help, especially from George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk, but Garoppolo made the plays when he needed to, and, and, and I, never, I'm, I never really worried when we're down the stretch and we got Garoppolo. I'm not worried, to be honest. Really? No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Like I, I'm fairly comfortable, but you know what? It's not just Jimmy. It's the supporting cast we got around him. I know we got Debo, got Ayuk, Got George. We have guys who can help Garoppolo step up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not just on him. I'm comfortable with him making. Some of the throws make me nervous as hell. No question. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm but, saying. But
0: but his playmakers help him make him kind of look good in that way. That's my thing with with Jimmy. Is it's a, it's a team game that way. Jimmy on his own is a little in, but he he gets some helps. But again, he's the one delivering the throws, and and they're working. And we won this football game. And that's all that matters. The Bengals on the other hand are struggling now. They've now dropped two in a row, and that AFC North, which we'll get to in a bit, is wow, Mm -hmm. unbelievable. All four teams are in the running for that. We'll get to that in a little bit there. Um, But the, the Bengals are, again, they're a strange team, but they're a good team. But I still feel like they're I am just not to,
1: The lights are too bright. They're not yes, ready for it yet.
0: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. They need a... It's similar to what I talked about the Chargers two weeks ago. Except I think the Chargers are a little bit above the Bengals. Because they have players on that team who are more experienced. The Bengals don't really have that, right? That's where I think they're a little immature in that regard. They're a really talented team. They're getting there. They're moving in the right direction. And it's not over yet. They can still still make the they, playoffs. They, they
1: weren't supposed to be this good this year. No, like,
0: not at all. Nope. No, I don't think anyone thought they were going to be this good. But we'll talk more about the Bengals in a bit. Um, let's keep things rolling in the NFC West. Rams-Cardinals last night. Jeez, what a game this was. And the Rams finally showed out in prime time. Matt Stafford finally did what he did. And the mm-hmm. Cardinals, I, I got my take on the Cardinals. but I'm going to let you go first.
1: I mean, Stafford looked good yesterday. And finally, I mean, maybe he got over whatever was nagging him. Cooper caught. Did his thing. You know, what else is new? But I was pretty impressed with Odell. I mean, he got it going yesterday. I was pretty impressed. Still don't believe in their running game. I mean, if you're Sony Michelle's your lead guy, man. I mean, it worked out decently yesterday, but still don't believe in that long term. And I feel like with the Rams, I mean, that Robert Woods injury was so big. And it's like, I mean, like a guy like Belichick going to take away Cooper Cup and uh, uh, Van Jefferson and Sony Michelle beat us, it's fine. You know what I mean? And the thing is when the Rams get open in a lead, I mean, they, they can't really drain any of the clock because they don't have no run game either. Same thing we kind of talked about with Buffalo.
0: Yeah, no, that, that, that is true. And it's, it's amazing. Someone pointed this out, I think a week or two ago, and it makes total sense. It's almost like Sean McVay just changed his whole identity this season. Like, he just went pass, 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 but usually with Sean McVay. And we, we talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay's main identity was to run the football and then kind of go with the play action, similar to what the Niners do, what the Packers do, the Bengals do, right? All of the, the Shanahan tree, they all kind of do the same stuff. The Rams were like that, and the Rams were very successful. And now, for some weird reason, now they got staffed. And all, the, all the big boys, and now they think that, yeah, let's just be, be a pass-happy offense now. But I just don't think that that's who the Rams are. I think that's who McVay is like that's who we want to be, but
1: that's not who they are. He's just, I think he's just excited that he has a quarterback that can do that. Fair. But then he wasn't doing that for like a month.
0: That's that's my thing. And and I, you know what? You mentioned Robert Woods. You know what's another very underrated injury this year that was pretty big in the offseason, but no, I haven't heard anybody bring it up at all. The loss of Cam, Cam Akers. Akers. Yeah, yeah, Cam Akers. Yeah. No one's talking about that. You just mentioned Sony Michelle, but they would never have to... Re- they only traded for Sonny Michelle because Cam Akers went down. Because they only had Daryl Henderson. And they haven't had Daryl Henderson the last two weeks because of injury and COVID. So, the Rams have been very thin at running back. But everyone talks about Robert Woods, but I-, I haven't heard anybody talk about Cam Akers. Because Cam Akers, he was popping off last year, like late in the year. Similar to how Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was popping off later in the year. He got off to a slow start. Got things going. Cam Akers could have been like that this year, and this Rams offense could have been on a whole other level than it is right now. They're missing that run game, and like you said about Buffalo, it is a little bit similar. But the only difference is the Bills are not known for that, but they need that element. The Rams, that is Sean McVay. I just I, I think exactly how you put it was perfectly. He just he's get, he's getting really excited that he has Stafford and Odell and Cobb and Jeff and all these guys. He's getting excited that he can do those things. But again. Is the, like, I just don't think that that's who the Rams are, but that was a big win yesterday. As for Arizona, that was one of the worst, the worst examples of situational football I've seen in those last four minutes by Cliff Kingsbury. And I've been waiting for this moment, man. I've been waiting for this moment all year long because it, things were going so good for Arizona. And I'm like, I, and, and I gave the credit where it's due, but I knew Cliff Kingsbury, I knew at some point in time. This guy was going to screw it up in a big moment, and he did exactly that yesterday. It made absolutely no sense. You're down by 10 with four minutes. You have Matt Prater, who has one of the biggest legs in the game as your kicker, easily could have kicked a 50-yard field goal try. Instead, they decide to go for it on fourth and one, go a halfback draw, and I totally get it. James Connors balling out for Arizona. I totally understand that. But you got Kyler Murray as your quarterback, you're telling me you couldn't do some kind of— You're telling me Kyler can't pick up a yard on a fourth and one. And you do a halfback draw against Von Miller and Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. You do a halfback draw from short, and that's it. Boom. Rams true clock. Car- Cardinals get the ball back in with, like, 30 seconds. Then it gets to 37 seconds. Then the kicking team to kick a field goal. Okay, now it's a one-score game. Now it's, now it's only a touchdown lead, but now they need an onside kick. They barely get the onside kick. Makes no sense. You had a chance to make it a one-score game with four minutes left, and instead you decided to go for it. But then you kicked the field goal with 37 seconds left. Cliff, King, Cl- Cliff Kingsbury, to me, is holding this team back. I've said it all year long. The reason this Cardinals team doesn't go far, Cliff Kingsbury.
1: Uh, I mean, I... You're right, like he could have done like I would have expected you use Kyler's legs, roll them out, and you know you just either you have a little shovel or you just run it in yourself, but I didn't expect the, uh, the Cardinals to win this game after what they did to the Rams last time they played, and this uh, I just feel like these teams aren't that far apart. I'd never bought the Cardinals, and I didn't think they were just going to run the table the whole way after those two losses.
0: No, no doubt. I thought the, I mean, I think we both picked the Rams to win this game. Yeah. I, didn't
1: think, I didn't think the Rams
0: were going to come out and lose this game. I knew they were going to come out. and. But even though the fact that we're, they lost Jalen Ramsey on the COVID list as well, they lost They didn't have Havenstein in that game, their right tackle. They didn't have Daryl Henderson in this game. They lost a lot of guys, and yet they still came out. Aaron Donald was unbelievably good in this football game. This defense stepped up. Kudos to them because the last time they're on Monday night, they got embarrassed by my Niners. They come out this time, get a massive win. Stafford, like you mentioned, was great in this game. Cooper Cup was awesome. The Rams played a really good game, but the Cardinals, I just, I don't know. I can't get behind it. And here, you want a bull prediction? I'm going to give it right now here about the Cardinals. The Cardinals will be one and done in the NFC playoffs.
1: I'm with you. I'm 100% with you. A I, hundred, like they, they're, I think Tampa's going to end up in the one seed.
0: Yep, yep. that's very possible.
1: And I think the Cardinals will end up in in the three seed, honestly.
0: Playing the Niners, most likely.
1: Yeah, there you go. And
0: I wouldn't want to see them if I'm Arizona. You know, because I'll be honest with you, this Niners defense is going to take that game personally. They've been taking it personally. This Niners defense was, was playing very mediocre for the first nine games or so. That Cardinals game in Barrett week, our defense looked so bad in that game. Third string Eno Benjamin made our secondary look atrocious in that game. Since that game, our defense has looked very good. They've have, they have played on a whole love This pass rush is back, not maybe to what it used to be, but it is definitely Nick is playing great. DJ Jones is playing great. The Niners d line's play. The secondary is still kind of whatever due to some injuries there. But that pass rush is stepping up right now, and I tell you, if we get Fred, if Fred Warner's healthy, Aziz is healthy, Emmanuel, if we get our guys healthy for that game against Arizona on on, in the playoffs, this Niners team's going to be ready, and they're going to take that personally after what they did in Week Nine. So if I'm Arizona, I wouldn't want that match. Look
1: at their next four too, right? So they only have a, a game up on Dallas for the four, right? Their next four, they got Detroit next week, whatever. They got Indy, Dallas. And then Seattle, which I think will play them close, but those three games I think are are completely like that Dallas game. I think is going to be for the for the huge the three yeah. or four spot, right? Like that spot's going to be huge. They got
0: the Cardinals have a tough like next, like they got an easy one against Detroit this week. But Colts, Cowboys, but I'm saying, Seahawks.
1: Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks. Yeah,
0: that's not like you're you're telling me Russell Wilson and the Seahawks aren't going to want to play spoiler
1: in Week 18? Like against, they're not? Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. And, and Colts, for some reason, they're delusional, and they still think they got a chance. Like,
0: I, I, If I'm being quite honest, <laughs> if there's a bunch of six and seven teams, if I'm Seattle, I'm not delusional because they got Detroit and Chicago in their next few games. Or sorry, no, they got the Rams this week, but the Bears and Lions after that. I'm not delusional if I'm Seattle if I beat the Rams, but I doubt that's going to happen. But that aside, you're damn right. Cardinals have Colts, Cowboys, Seahawks after this Lions game? mm mm that's definitely some tough, some tough stuff there. Um, let's keep this thing rolling here. Um, whoa, another few games i want to talk about here. This Viking Steelers game was madness. Dalvin Cook ran for over two hundred yards. Chase Claypool, I, oh my God. this guy is a dumbass. I want to hear your take on that. And it seems like the Vi- the Vikings are just allergic to winning a game properly like not by one like by one score or more like they have they have to win like by a thread each and every time it's kind of funny to watch and to watch that game transpire the way that they did when they were kid- they were steamrolling pittsburgh and to see the steelers come back was just it, it was it was hilarious after dalvin cook put on that performance Kirk cousins has a chance to put the game away and throws an interception to my guy Akella witherspoon bruh that was hilarious but the vikings i don't know man they are a uh, it was a big win for them, but Chase Claypool, guys, it just like why? Why? Like I don't understand. You in any uh, in any point where you got like thirty seconds left in the game, you have no timeouts, and this guy really took two seconds off the clock to do a celebration. He took Give no, me a break. He took,
1: he took two plays because then the O line was trying to rip the ball from him and he was just like he wasn't giving him the ball. It was legit ten seconds. It was like two plays gone. It's and, so dumb. I thought he was different, but like he, I, I, we always talk like the uh, Steelers wide receivers. Like it's a factory, right? Like they produce those guys, like, you know, all the way from like, you know, Mike Wallace, high, like Antonio Brown. Like those guys, like they're loaded every year at receiver. But lately, yo, these dudes are just clowns. Like they go from Antonio Brown, they go to Juju, then they go. Yeah, same you know,
0: same stuff last year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Then it's like even Deontay Jones. Has hella potential. Last year, just weird with the thing. Claypool, hella potential. And I thought Claypool was different. You know, he's, he's a Canadian dude, you know, represent. I thought he was different. And then he does something like this. And I was just like, yo, no wonder Mike Tomlin, you know, you always hear the stories. Like, yo, Mike Tomlin's like, no music at, Or no table tennis in the locker rooms or whatever. No Facebook, Instagram in the locker rooms. Like, I would do the same thing if I was Mike Tomlin, bro, because this shit, like, has to bug him so much. Like, I, I can't imagine the conversation him and, and Claypool had after that game.
0: Yeah, no facts. It, it would not be fun. And the and the Steelers, especially for Big Ben, right, who's probably going to call it quits after this year. Like, he wants to w- I'll be honest with you. Big Ben has looked like straight garbage for, like, the past, like, whatever, like he was dating back to late last year and early this year. The last few weeks, this guy's been balling out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, he's playing with, ever since that rumor came out that this might be his last year, all of a sudden, Big Ben's like, looking like 2009 Big Ben, tossing that rock like it's nothing. He's balling, but the Steelers, not so much as a team right there, but they're still in it somehow, not just for the wild card, but somehow, some way, for the division as well. In the AFC North as well, the Browns beat the Ravens also on Sunday 24-22. But the bigger issue there, Lamar Jackson left the game with an ankle sprain. So, who, who's it going to be, B? The Ravens? The Browns? The Bengals? The Steelers? Which one of these four teams is actually going to come out of this?
1: Well, I honestly don't like any of these teams, like, at all. Like, I
0: feel like that's a common take.
1: Like, if, uh, like, can one of these teams have two good weeks? Is it possible? like I,
0: I don't know i, I honestly don't know so. neither
1: of these teams have had a good 2 week stretch but um at this point if it's it's almost dead even i'm just gonna stick with my preseason pick and I'm gonna go with the browns i just I'm, i i don't i'm not gonna i can't tell you why i don't trust the browns but I also don't trust any of the other teams i'm just gonna stick with just stick to the guns and go with the preseason pick man
0: I the, I agree with the Browns. I for some weird reason is I mean maybe it's coaching, which is surprising because John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin are in this division. But Lamar to me has been very shaky, and the fact that now he has an ankle sprain, mm. I don't know.
1: La- Lamar with an ankle sprain, that's like, that's no. just that's just not good. Like that's like that, the, yeah. the worst. Like Lamar Jackson, the yeah, one dude. But
0: but if anyone can do it it'd be baltimore like let's be real nobody expected them to be 8 and 5 right now with all the injuries they had before the season and in first place yeah. in their division nobody did so why would i be surprised if they i wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams yeah. came out yeah. of it and i wouldn't be surprised if any of these teams came last like it's just it's just like that like the bengal's look amazing somebody like their potential but i think we already identified their issue is that's just a maturity thing which makes total sense for me, with the Browns, I know everyone's shitting on Baker, and I get that. I think we all know what Baker's ceiling is as a quarterback, but I'm a little more on the side of I'm not – I don't really want to blame Baker a ton because he's playing with multiple injuries. Like, it is hard for a quarterback to do their job when they're – like, he has a broken, like, short, a torn shoulder, a torn elbow. Like, he has multiple injuries in his chest and his arm. Like, yes, it's going to be difficult for him to play quarterback, but – They have a a very great running game. And Kareem Hunt hasn't been healthy lately, which doesn't help. The Browns have been banged up. And I think that's the reason why they're 7-6 and is because they haven't been healthy. If they were healthy, I think this would have been a different story. But yet the Browns, here they are with four games remaining. They got a chance. They got life in them. They got a game against the Raiders this week that I think is is an easy win for them. I think they can easily go in there at home and win that game. They have the Packers on Christmas. It'll be interesting to see what Cleveland does down the stretch, but I, I like Cleveland, too. Pittsburgh, I think, I don't know, man. I, think, I just think Pittsburgh, they don't have the right supporting cast. They got Najee Harris, and that's about it. Like, they don't have anybody else that can really step up and make a play. I mean, I think it was James Washington, DeAndre. One of those guys had a good game against Minnesota on Thursday, but I don't know. The AFC North is, is something else, but for me, I, I don't know if any of those teams are even going far if they get in the playoffs, though.
1: No, I think they're all one and done, but... Agreed. Cleveland, I mean, like, what would you even say is the best skill unit in this whole division? Like, I would have said Cleveland's running backs. Yeah. But we haven't seen it. Like, like you
0: Again, know, they haven't maybe, been
1: healthy. Maybe the Steelers are up there, but like.
0: They also know. haven't been healthy. I feel like yeah. this whole team, except for the Bengals, the Bengals have actually been decently healthy. They're just, they're just not mature enough yet right give it like another year or two and the bengals with this division they could run away with this thing
1: but they're just especially not there especially with the other like with the ravens and the steelers on the decline like that yeah it could Absolutely. be the bengals for the next few years you know
0: exactly right and and burrows coming off a torn acl mind you a lot of people kind of forget that too but the, the bengals are definitely the future in this division but i don't know the, the, the AFC north is a mess it's kind of crazy i don't think i've ever seen a team with four teams in it this late in a division is pretty crazy. Um, a scary sight in the AFC was that the fact that the Kansas city chiefs have quietly won six in a row now. And this game wasn't even close. This game was over before it even started. I don't know who the Raiders think they are by going to midfield and having a whole talk, trying to get them hype because y'all just got, I mean, th- I think not getting destroyed is an understatement. They got, they got messed up, man. They got beat up. Like this was, this was like, they, they got jumped. This was bad, man. This was really bad.
1: Well, first time that the Chiefs' offense really clicked in this winning streak, which is but like... think about it. The two times they did
0: were against the Raiders. They dropped 40 burgers on them both times.
1: So you think it's not even the Chiefs' offense as good? It's just like they just know the Raiders? We'll find out down the stretch. We'll tell
0: you that much. Hey, this week, Thursday Night Football, massive game. Massive mm. game. Chiefs go to L.A., and look at it—the Chiefs' next four games in the year: Chargers, Steelers, Bengals, Broncos. We'll Chiefs. find out if the Chiefs—we'll find out if the Chiefs are the real deal. Which
1: I, let I mean, we
0: know we know they're the real deal. The, the, that's the,
1: the only team in the AFC that I don't want to play. I absolutely,
0: absolutely, Kansas City should be that team because I, I meant to say we know they're the real deal. Are, is this the year like they're gonna get back to, to to who they've been the last two years? Is what I'm saying because I don't think they're. Who cares if the Chiefs if the Chiefs just win this division and they're coming in hot? I don't give a crap what seed they are. They're gonna be dangerous no matter what. That's the matter I mean, of the those, fact yeah, with Kansas uh, 100%, City.
1: They're so good. If you're telling me there's a, there's a five seed or whatever and they play the four seed, but they're the five seed. Like everybody's gonna think that, right?
0: Oh no, joke. When I look at the AFC, if the Colts get in. That's the team that I look at as a team that can be really scary. But other than that, I'll tell you this around my, my top four teams in the AFC. New England, Tennessee, Kansas City, and Indianapolis. And then Buffalo is like a close fifth. But again, my thing with Buffalo is they can't you run You think Tennessee
1: is the second best team in the AFC? I,
0: I am putting that in there because I'm assuming Derrick Henry returns in the playoffs, which is what I've that's what's been reported is that he'll be back for the playoffs. And if he comes back even somewhat, not even a lot, somewhat to back to what he used to when the Titans can run that ground, their defense looks good with that ground game. The Titans are going to be back to being a scary team in the AFC. So those four teams are the teams for me to keep an eye on. I think, I think those are the the four best teams in the AFC.
1: Okay. Okay. No, I'm not there with Tennessee. To me, it's, it's new England and Casey. I think. they're.
0: What else is new? (laughs) <laughs> like, 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 like seriously imagine that like I, i've said this in the last few weeks too like this afc is as wide open as we've seen it and yet here we are in week 15 talking about oh who are the two teams can't kansas city new england only the two teams that have, that have dominated the afc for the past 20 years like i i don't know it's it's just something else that in a year where it's so wide open it's the same two teams that have been doing it here they are again but um, just going down the line for the rest of the score lines from week 14. Packers beat the Bears in a shootout 45 to 30. Chargers beat the Giants 37-21. The Lions lost again. No big deal there. The Broncos over the Lions. Actually, I want to pause there for a second. The, I want to send my condolences uh, to Damaris Thomas' family and him. Mm, I do want to just take a minute yeah. to say that we completely forgot about that. That was a very, very sad story. Like I, I actually don't even have much words to say. For a guy that's so young, a lot of great memory. Like, obviously, the my yeah. first memory is obviously the the same like Tim one. I think Tebow. It to, Yeah, Tim Tebow one that comes to mind. There, he had a brief stint with your Patriots for a little bit, but Damaris Thomas had in, just incredible stuff. He did incredible stuff with Paid Manning in those
1: Broncos years as well.
0: Um, that was that was a that really
1: was, it was really crazy. And the craziest, thing was, like, lit, like all the love he got was like, yo, you guys don't understand. He's like. He's a Hall of Fame player, but, like, he's even better off the field. He's always got that big smile, and I was like, it's just like, yeah. brutal.
0: Yeah, because he, play, he, right? he played on some, some great teams in Denver, man. He was a part of the, the great years in Denver when they were, you know, Super Bowl-caliber teams year in, year out. Man, those and are fun, had that, yeah. Right, and had that brief stint with the Patriots. So anyone would know that because Demarius Thomas played with some of the greatest players, you know, to play this game. You know, especially playing with a guy like Peyton Manning for all those years, I mean, it's it's something else. But yeah, I, I, I needed to point that out. That's just a really, really sad story there. Um, keeping it rolling. Seahawks over the Texans, 33-13. Falcons beat the Panthers, 20-21. Cam Newton has now lost 11 straight games as the Carolina Panthers quarterback. I think they're as good as done. Cowboys beat Washington, 27-20. Heineke and McLaurin both left with injuries. And the Saints and the Titans both blew out their opponents, the Jets and the Jags in that one let's go winners and losers real quick um you go first for your winners
1: my winners are the browns man to get that win just keep themselves afloat in the division because if they lose that game i mean it's a it's a two-game lead at that point banged up i mean i know lamar was hurt but this is just a huge win just creates so much chaos in that division
0: no doubt. My, my winners are actually the teams that were on a bye week. New England, Indianapolis, Miami, and Philadelphia. And I say that because the New England Patriots didn't even play a game this week, and now they're two games up in the AFCs. That is a plus. The Indianapolis Colts went into this week not in a playoff spot. They now currently sit as the sixth seed in the AFC. The Miami Dolphins are not quite out of it just yet, sitting at 6-7. and seven. They're still hot. And Washington lost to the Cowboys, which helps the Philadelphia Eagles, who play them this coming week. So I think that's a dub for all four of those teams. So the team's on a bye week. This was the last bye week. So now we're going to get all teams playing. Those are my winners for this week in week 14. And your loser for week 14.
1: The Buffalo Bills, man. I'm I'm just amped. You know, Tampa held on to that blowout. And we talked about it back a couple weeks ago when it was like, yo, Patriots beat the bills is, is going to ruin their season It's going to break their spirit and to lose to Brady and Belichick back to back weeks. Oh my God. That was just so sick. It's like the NFL. Like I feel like the league, when Brady left, they're like, Oh yes, we don't have to worry about the pay. But instead it like, it morphed into like a two headed monster. Now you have to worry about two different guys.
0: Yeah, honest, it it is something else there. Exactly, it really did, and it's for Buffalo to the last two weeks for Bills fans have to be as miserable as it gets to lose to Belichick and Brady. I can't even explain, and though in the fashion that they did to both of them too is very typical Buffalo Bills, like very unfortunate. To there. get My the losers,
1: comeback and then uh, uh, honest, like, yeah, this is just I know,
0: like just brutal fashion, brutal. Um, My losers, the Arizona Cardinals, I think this was a big opportunity for them to get a win on primetime. And it's ironic that they struggle more at home, but yet they're trying to fight for the one seed. (laughs) That's what I thought. That's what I think the confusing thing is here. Arizona struggles more at home, but they're trying to get the one seed. Um, I don't really get that. But the Cardinals, this was a big one. They needed this one. They fell short. I went on my whole Cliff Kingsbury rants earlier, but I just think this was a big one for the Cardinals. And now you fall all the way to the three seed. Like you mentioned, if you, you know, lose to the Indy on Christmas, now you have a chance of playing Dallas in week 17 with a chance. If you lose that one, you could fall all the way down to the four seed and have to play those Rams again. So a lot of stake here for the Cardinals. They got to start winning some of these games, but I think they're a loser in week 14. So quick glance at the playoff standings before we go to our rapid fire picks for week 15. In the AFC, your Patriots still remain as the number one seed, nine and four. Titans sit at the two, also nine and four. Chiefs, nine and four. And then the Ravens are eight and five. The wild card race is going to be insane. You got the Chargers at eight and five at the five seed. Colts now sit at the six at seven and six. Bills have the last wild card spot at seven and six. And then in the hunt, you got Brown, seven and six. Bengals seven and six, Broncos seven and six, Steelers six and six and one, and then the Raiders and Dolphins six and seven. I kind of want to just ride off or wrote off the Raiders. I think they're done. I just don't think they got anything left in them. That loss was as bad as I've seen all year. I just put them out of this whole in the hunt mix here. I put the Dolphins over them in the AFC. But this 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 week eighteen is going to be absolutely mental with this many teams in it.
1: If you had to pick three right now, where are you going?
0: To be honest, I like the three teams in it right now. I think the Chargers, Colts, and Bills are the best
1: teams out of this list. Are you leaving the—you're just going to flip the Ravens and Browns then?
0: Yeah, I think that's a possible—the only thing here is, again, I said this at the beginning of the year, too. John Harbaugh is the only reason that I still have faith in the Ravens to keep them competitive. My only thing is, are the injuries going to be too much for them? Because they got a tough one. They still Look at the Ravens' schedule here. Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. That is incredibly tough. The Ravens are going to need at the bare minimum to split these next four. I don't know if they do that. I think they might go one and three here. The Browns have a little bit life here now that they've beaten the Ravens. I think the Browns might have a shot at at going into them. They got one more easier game. I would flip Browns and Ravens, and I think Chargers, Colts, Bills end up being the wild card mix in the AFC. In the NFC, we got a three way tie for the one seed. Packers, Bucks, and Cardinals all set at 10 and 3. Cowboys at the four seed at 9 and 4. Rams 9 and 4 at the five seed. The Niners at the six seed at 7 and 6. And Washington still occupies the seven seed at 6 and 7. And then you got a handful of teams in the hunt. Vikings 6 and 7. Eagles 6 and 7. Falcons and Saints also 6 and 7 in the NFC.
1: I'm going – I th- I have a feeling the Eagles are going to get that seven spot, man. I just do. I think the Eagles will take the Washington spot. I'm not too crazy about the Vikings. Um, your Niners, I feel like, are a lock-in, even though they're only a game up. And I think, honestly, I'm not – I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams overtake the Cardinals for the division and the Cardinals are in a wild-card spot.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think the Niners are good. If the Saints lose to Tampa, I think that, that would that should set it. Um, I still think Minnesota has a chance. Washington—I don't even know how the hell Washington even is staying alive at this point. I was watching you know the what? end it's of that crazy? game against they Dallas. On,
1: yeah, they—you know—the one in a row. They were all by like three points or something. Like they were super like fluky games. You know, like. I don't—I
0: don't know how they do it. I honestly, even last year, I have no idea how they do it. I'm watching the end of that Dallas game, and you got Kyle Allen throwing to DeAndre Carter and Cam Sims, and I'm like, how the hell is this team in a playoff spot? But like I mentioned, same thing with Baltimore. Ron Rivera is their head coach. That's why Washington is the seventh seed in the NFC. But I don't know. I, I think I still like Minnesota as that seventh seed. I think they're going to they're gonna find a way, barely. Um, I mean, they got Chicago. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if that game goes down to the wire this week. But I still think the Vikings will, will find a way just barely to get into that seventh seed. But the Eagle, I wouldn't sleep on the Eagles either. The Eagles could definitely get there as well. But with that, let's go to week 15 rapid fire picks. Last week, I went 13 and 1. 13 and 1, y'all. I was on fire last week.
1: Yeah, I had a pretty good week too. I wasn't 13 and 1, but you know. You're starting to heat up though.
0: On God, I was I was 12 and 2 the week before that. Honestly, I don't know what's going on here, but something's good. Let's see if let's see if I can get up. 25
1: and 3 in the last two weeks. In a
0: in, in in an NFL where they say Maybe I'm the next Tony Robo. I think that's, that's definitely going too far. But anyways, let's get this thing going here. Big, big game on Thursday night. Chiefs and the Chargers. Man, I'm excited for this one. This is going to be a good one.
1: Yeah, this is ridiculous. This is, I mean, I don't think the Chargers can do it, even though this would put them at the top of the West, though. No, right? It, yeah, would. it would. Yep,
0: it would. Could they beat nah, them earlier in the year?
1: Nah, I'm going to take the Chiefs big here, though. I'm going to take them 37-21. 30, to 21. Chiefs.
0: This, this, this has got to be Justin Herbert's signature game here. And we've seen it from time to time. I get that. But this is against the Chiefs, man. This is for the division. He did it earlier. There. He slayed the Dragon earlier this year. He almost did it in his debut last year. But this one is for the division. This one is big, man. This is really big. Like You have set the Kansas City Chiefs to a wild card spot. Uh, Having said that, I just don't think the Chargers are going to do it. The Chiefs are rolling right now, and I can't see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes getting swept by a team. I'll take the Chiefs, 27-24. Browns and the Raiders on Saturday, part of a doubleheader.
1: Now you were saying this should be an easy one for the Browns, but I don't know. They got some weird COVID stuff going on. I don't know about this, but I'll still take the Browns here, but it's going to be an ugly one. I think it's going to be 21-17.
0: Yeah, I can see that. That is a good point. It's a short week for them as well. I completely forgot about that. I wouldn't say an easy one, but yeah, I still think the Browns are going to win. I think the Raiders are just kind of derailing here. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep this Keep this going. They would need a similar effort like they did against Dallas on Thanksgiving. I'll take the Browns, 26-21. Second game of that Saturday doubleheader. Ooh, It's another good one. Your Patriots go to Indianapolis, take on the Colts. This should be a
1: great game. This is a team, I think, that could beat the Patriots. But, I mean, the, the biggest mismatch in this game is Bill Belichick against Carson Wentz. And that's... For that's, sure. I, I can't take the Colts. I cannot take the Colts in this game. I'm going Patriots over this one. Taking them 28-21. to 21. I,
0: Bill Belichick's kind of got his mojo back now.
1: Now that he's got his team, he's
0: got his quarterback, he's got his defense back... Belichick's kind of finding his groove, you know what I'm saying? And I think this game, he will find a way to shut down, even though Jonathan Taylor is just another level of a beast. and But Carson Wentz, on the other hand, is a little iffy. And I think Bill Belichick finds a way to take Jonathan Taylor out of this game, put more pressure on Carson Wentz, make him win it with his arm. And for that reason, I think the Patriots win this game 28-24. In and by
1: this the one. way, did you hear uh, they asked uh, Mac Jones, like, yo, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And he's like, game film. I'm like, yo! If you made Bill Belichick come up with an answer in a lab, bro, that's Mac Jones right there.
0: He, <laughs> there's been a few sound bites from Mac Jones this year that have been very patriot esque. It's kind of funny. He's he's fitting right in there. That's that's pretty hilarious. Um, Bills and the Panthers.
1: Yeah, Bills absolutely need this one. Like hundred percent. Cam Newton's lost 10 in a row or whatever, 11 in a 11, row. 11, yeah. Uh, I, there's no way the Panthers win this game. Bills win this one. I still don't think they're going to blow them out, though. I think it'll be weird,
0: 24-17. I feel like the Panthers just don't know what to do. <laughs> like, You know what I'm saying? I feel like they, they got they up to – They started off like what, 4 and 3-0. Oh. Oh. They were 3-0. and oh. They were looking great. And then Darnold got hurt, and then they went to Cam, and then CMC got hurt, and then he came back, and then he got hurt again. And then, I don't know, Carolinas just been a mess this year. And I just, I feel like they're confused. The last two games, they start Cam, then they put in Walker, and then they put Cam back in. Like, I I just, I don't know what the Panthers are doing. Like, but, they like seem You know very what's
1: cra- you, you watch the highlights, you and you see Cam doing, like, the Superman. You you think the Panthers are winning, too.
0: It, I don't <laughs> get it. Like, the, the <laughs> Panthers are such a strange team, man. They just seem, they seem confused. They seem like, they're kind of, like, in the middle. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not awful, but they're not good. And they're just stuck there, and they don't know what to do as an organization. The fact that it went so far to the fact that they went and brought Cam back to Carolina, and they still can't win. This is a get- right game for Buffalo. I'll take the bills 34, 24. Cardinals and the Lions. This could get ugly.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think cards are going to hang up 40 piece on them I think they didn't win this one 41 to 9.
0: I yeah, I was thinking similar to that. I'll take the Cardinals 37-13. Cardinals gonna be pissed off after that game against the Rams.
1: They're gonna go in to Detroit and
0: just smoke them. Left, right, and center. Dolphins and the Jets.
1: Keep it rolling with the Dolphins, man. This is I mean, all of a sudden, they'll be seven and seven with this win. I'm gonna take the Dolphins here twenty-four to ten.
0: I they can. They double some injuries, but they they're coming off a bye week. I think they'll beat the Jets 23-14. Cowboys and the Giants.
1: Uh, I think this line's a little too high. I think I saw Cowboys minus 10 and a half. I feel like these games are always a little, uh, you know, a little close. Don't know who's even playing quarterback for the Giants. Uh, facts. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one 28 24.
0: I'm going to take the Cowboys 30 to 22. That's straight facts. I had no idea who was quarterbacking for the Giants last week. I think it was Mike Glennon, but. I, I don't know who's quarterback. The, the Giants stink. They need to fire Joe Judge. They need to, it seems like it's a rebuilding well, year every year. Yeah,
1: they've they've it in 100 yeah, they, percent
0: it Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's a rebuilding year every year for the Giants. But on the other half of the NFC East, Eagles, Washington, this is a big one. Playoffs yeah, at stake here. I,
1: Yeah, I don't buy Washington, man. I think the Eagles, I think the Eagles are way better than them. And even though they have the same record. I'm gonna take the Eagles in this one. 28 to 10.
0: Wow. I think the, I think the Eagles win this game as well, 28-21. But I, I don't even care who starts a quarterback, Start Hurts or Minshew. I think the Eagles are going to come out firing here off of bye week. Washington's just really banged up at the moment. I think the Eagles will take advantage of this one, although I'd love to see Jalen Hurts back at quarterback in there. Steelers-Titans, big one in the AFC.
1: Yeah, I still don't think the Steelers might just not win a game for the rest of the year. Um, Titans are going to win this one, 28-25.
0: If Derrick Henry was in this game, I would say the Titans would run all over Pittsburgh, but for some weird reason, I think the Steelers again, I said the Steelers, it makes no sense. They hang around. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they're 6 and 6 and 1, but like they shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not that great of a team, but yet they're still 6 and 6 and 1. They'll find a way to keep sticking around. I think they'll beat the Titans 26-23 cuz the Titans Ooh. the Titans get great. They beat the Jaguars, they smoked the Jaguars like they should. But the, the previous two weeks against contenders, they haven't looked very good. I think this will be a close one. But the Steelers will find a way to hang around and win this game. Oh All boy, right. game of the day, Texans and the Jaguars part two. Let's go.
1: Jeez, Louis. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Ja- <laughs> I'm gonna go. I feel like the Texans are way better though. But I'm gonna take the Jaguars just because I don't think the Texans will beat them twice. I'm gonna take the Jaguars seventeen to thirteen.
0: I I agree with you. I don't. I would say
1: Jaguars.
0: Because, yeah, because they lost the first time and I can't see the Texans beating them both. However, I'm going to take Houston, 26-16. The Jaguars are an absolute mess. If you've read any of the Urban Meyer news, they got to get that guy far away from Jacksonville, man. Get him far away from Trevor Lawrence. Get in a new head coach who actually knows some offense properly and get this team. Here's my one little blurb on Jacksonville here. The whole James Robinson situation makes absolutely no sense. James Robinson is so good. Like, this guy is a really, really talented running back, and for some reason, Urban Meyer just benches him for no good reason at all. The Jaguars make no sense. Urban Meyer, bye-bye. Get out of here. Jaguars need to start fresh again. Bengals, Broncos, this is a good one as well.
1: You know what? This is a weird one. I mean, I think uh, Bengals come out after two bad weeks, but they're both 7-6. and six. This is a, actually a weird spot for them, but I'm going to take the Bengals here. 28-24. Um, to 24.
0: I'm going to take the Bengals, 26-23. This will be a tight one down on the wire. I think the Bengals will find a way to pull through here. I was impressed with the way that they managed to come back in that game. That game was ugly for three quarters. Didn't get entertaining until the fourth. The Bengals will find a way to stick around. I think they'll win this game. Niners-Falcons.
1: What do I smell in this game?
0: <laughs> you're, you're probably going to pick the Falcons, right? Just,
1: on, this is a, a letdown down game, game right here. Typical, especially you got Tennessee next week. All of a sudden, Atlanta wins this game. Seven and seven tied up. I'm gonna take Atlanta on this one. I'm gonna take Atlanta on this one. 34-31 Atlanta.
0: Atlanta always finds a way to kind of screw screw it up for us. They did it in 2019 at the end of the year in a really weird Julio Jones went nuts on us. Is, is it the same for Corderell Patterson this week? I hope not. I mean, I hope it puts up a little bit points for fantasy reasons, but like other than that, I don't expect that. I think the Niners will take care of business here, thirty to twenty-three. But don't sleep on the Falcons. Like this is definitely not. Especially you're right. We got the Tennessee Titans on a short week after this. I wouldn't sleep on the Falcons though, man. They're they're a low-key scary after, team. They're six and seven. After an
1: emotional win, I mean, nobody's. It, it was this dude. It was the
0: same thing in 2019. The Niners beat the Saints in that crazy game and then played the Falcons next week and they lost. So it, it, I mean, it's, it's a similar thing. It smells, like,
1: it smells like a letdown. That's what
0: I'm saying. I do think we'll be able to win this game, but I'm not like I'm not saying that this should be a blow. To, I'm like, nah, like we, we gotta play good. Like the Falcons are a they're a good team. They're not a bad. They're weird. They're six and seven. It makes no sense that the Falcons have no business being in this playoff picture, but yet they're here. They don't have Calvin Ridley, no Julio Jones. Their defense, I couldn't name you another guy other than like Grady Jarrett. I couldn't name you another guy on their defense, and yet Arthur Smith. Kudos to him. Got them at six and seven, and somehow, way, in the playoff picture, Rams,
1: Seahawks. Rams will take this one. Um, if the Seahawks win this, though, wow, we might have to have a conversation after that because that would be crazy. Rams will take this one, though, 28 to 23. Facts
0: if the Seahawks win and the Niners lose, I, I I, don't even know if I want to have a conversation about the NFC West next week, but I'll take the Rams 29 23. The Rams are on a roll, they need to keep winning because the Rams. They have a shot at, at winning the division, but it would be an, an epic letdown if they lost to Seattle. I think it would be hilarious to, to me. But, man, oh, man, it would be insane to see that.
1: Packers-Ravens. Packers, man. Packers just keep on rolling. That was a fun game the other day. Um, I take the Packers in this one 38-27.
0: I'll take the Packers 24-21. I was really excited about this game before Lamar Jackson got hurt. Now we're more on the side where I think Green Bay will, will find a way to pull this one out with Rodgers late. But I hope it's still a decent game. Hey, all right. Does Tom Brady finally beat the, the New Orleans Saints? Fourth time's a charm here.
1: Yep, 34-17 bucks. They're not losing another game this year.
0: I, I agree. I agree with that. I think, the at least for the regular season, I think the Bucs will win this one 31-23. Saints will put up a fight, but I think the Bucs will finally get over the hump. And then last but not least, the Vikings and the Bears
1: on Monday night. Bears get two primetime games in a row? Are you joking? Say, so do the Vikings. What the heck? Yeah it's a, I don't know. What to say. Vikings will take this one 24-17. But is this, is that why? I don't get it.
0: I'm sorry. What? You had the Vikings on what score? 24-17 okay, never mind. I heard that right. I thought you said 2714. I was like, okay, no, this has got to be it the Vikings game. You know, anyone out there who doesn't watch football very much, I'm just letting you know. If y'all want to watch a good game, watch the Minnesota Vikings. What do you think the Guaranteed. Start is this game? I get I don't know, minus one, like plus one. Like it's gotta be a one like <laughs> minus three. Minus three. There you go. <laughs> the Vikings, it's a guaranteed good football game. Mark my words. Even against the Chicago Bears, I'll take the Vikings, 29-27. It's always a good game. And I'm excited. They got the Rams. The week it could be a great game there. I'll take the Vikings by two in this one. Well, with that, that'll do it from this episode on the island. B Final Thoughts.
1: Yeah, man. It's another crazy week in the NFL. Almost that time, man. Almost that time. No more bye weeks. So fantasy playoffs are in swing.
0: This is it, man. Yeah, this this is where the I mean the the funds has already started in the in December football. But this this keeps getting better and better. I have never seen a a year where there's only what four or five teams that are out of it right now. Every other team, like you got twenty six out of thirty two <laughs> teams in playoff contention. It's incredible. Like this, it's awesome. I love it. Every team is in this thing. It's 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 great. It's great, man. This is this is why you love it. Four weeks left. Can't wait, can't wait. That'll do from this episode of Baller Island. Keep a lock, stay tuned. We got another good one next week, right here. And also, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more basketball and football news and analysis. Thank you for listening to another episode of Baller Island. Keep a lock and stay tuned. We got a lot more football and basketball content coming your way. And don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more sports news and analysis.